Hello everyone, welcome to Craft Beer Bucketless Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello all you beautiful craft beer drinkers. Welcome to a brand new season of Craft Beer Bucket List. Still rocking it with Big Ray and Mike. And I tell you what, man, it's been a while. We took just a short break, but we're back at it again. And I don't think I could be more excited, Mike. Uh, how, how you feeling, man? Holiday season has passed at this, at, at this point, and uh, we're just dude, we're cruising into 2023. Uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, got a new format coming on here. Uh, got a new year. I think that um, <laughs> I keep. I said this last year too. I, I feel like it's going to be a good year. Uh, you know, we're, we're tr- slowly getting past all the. The, really trying to get over the whole COVID stuff and all that. And I think that we're really starting to turn a corner uh, in that regard. Um, you know, there's a lot of transitions for you and I personally during that time as well. So a lot of things oh, going yeah. on, uh, you know, with this transition, we're also, uh, like you said, we're premiering a new format to this podcast. And, uh, you know, we got uh, a consultant to kind of give us uh, some some good tips and ideas and uh, we decided we're going to roll with some of that. And so kind of our new format is we're going to be featuring a brewery. So it's uh, every episode we'll have one brewery. We're going to feature that brewery, uh, try to bring somebody on to talk about the brewery, the the background, all that kind of stuff. We'll have a couple of beers uh, and talk about the beers they're offering. And then uh, hopefully, uh, you know, share some unique stories, backgrounds uh, about the breweries, about the people uh, and the histories of the beer as well. So... And, you know, uh, you know, we both, you know, I, I'd say we're both from Oklahoma. I know I don't currently live in Oklahoma, but I still claim Oklahoma as home. So it's pretty cool for me that our first brewery to feature in this new format is an Oklahoma-based brewery. Um, and that's uh, Skydance Brewing out of Oklahoma City. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, what's fun for me, mate, we've talked about this trip a couple of times um, on other episodes, is we were introduced to this brewery not long after it opened in 2021. Uh, we were there for, uh, you invited me um, to speak about drones at a conference you are speaking at, and we worked on a presentation together. And then we went out for National Stout Day, and we hit up nine breweries in that afternoon and drank a bunch of stouts. And in that, well, we linked up with some uh, friends from Instagram and they said, man, we got to get, you guys got to go to Skydance. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't heard of this one yet. Whoa, let's go. And we did. And uh, I kind of insta fell in love with it. Um, I've been back several times. Um, I've taken a couple of bro trips uh, with guys. I'm like, dude, we're going to OKC. We're going to Skydance. That's always on my list of breweries. So I'm kind of fanboying right now. Um, because I, you know, it's good times for you and me, Mike. I've got great memories there, but I've been able to introduce other friends um, to this spot and uh, have them try their beers. And uh, so I, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, something, you know, to be more specific, we it wasn't just Skydance. Uh, somebody was bragging about uh, their, I think it was called Sovereign Nation, was what they premiered for that uh, Stout Day. Um, and so uh, we had a couple of people talk about that beer specifically. And, uh, you know, we had followed, I had followed, I'd followed Skydance on social media for a little bit before that. Um, the scissor tail has a special meaning in my, in my heart. Um, and you know, and the Skydance represents their, 
their mating ritual is the best way to go about it. Right. Um, and, uh, and so we've got, we got Jake keys here, uh, one of the founders or of Skydance. Um, so, uh, let's Ray, let's bring Jake on and, and have him introduce himself. Absolutely. Come on, come on, Jake. Are, are you still online? With me? <laughs> yep. How are you <laughs> guys doing? Man, fantastic. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for being here, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to tell us uh, just a little bit about the, the, the brewery and, and what you've got going on? Yeah. So, uh, man, it's been a journey. Uh, Skydance is a, so uh, I'm half Native American. I'm the uh, vice chairman of the Iowa tribe of Oklahoma as well. And so we're, we, we're Oklahoma's Native American craft brewery. Uh, there's not a lot of Native owned breweries around the country. So we're pretty proud of that. Um, a lot of our mission and what we're all about is representation and, 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 uh, you know, kind of trying to be an example of, uh, somebody that can showcase the, the culture the right way and, and let people see what native Americans are actually that we're still here. So, um, that's kind of what Skydance is about. We're a year into our location in automobile alley in Oklahoma city. So we opened that in October of last year just celebrated our one year, uh, anniversary. Um, before that though, we spent two and a half years at a, a co-op brewery called the Brewers Union. And, um, so that was, man, you know, during COVID and all of that stuff. So that's all of it led to us, you know, building out this new spot and celebrating one year last month. So. Man, that's all. Awesome. Congratulations what, um, on that. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, you can find Skydance on Facebook and Instagram and just, uh, it's at Skydance Brewing on both platforms and, and Jake, where are y'all located in Oklahoma city? I know you said automobile alley, but for folks that may not be familiar with yeah. that, where are y'all located? So it's basically downtown automobile alley is a, a district in the, in downtown Oklahoma city on the North side of downtown. So, uh, just off the two thirty five and, and, uh, Broadway and seventh street there. So, uh, yeah, right in the middle of everything. No, I, dude, it's a great spot. Um, it's when I go, I'm trying to think, how do I describe it? But it's modern, it's trendy, but it's very comfortable, mm -hmm. right? And uh, there's an upstairs area, the crow's nest, right? Eagle's nest. Eagle's nest. Forgive yeah. me, forgive me. <laughs> um, but I like to go up there. It's just like so chill, man. Mm -hmm. I like the vibe. Uh, it's very relaxing, very comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, for me, that's a highlight when I go in. I love to go downstairs, order my beers, and boom, I make a beeline yep. to go up. I mean, I I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – so one of the things I'm actually also I'm kind of double fisting here. So one of the things I'm drinking on is a bourbon. I'm a big bourbon guy, and, and I, I like hanging out in those cigar lounges and stuff like that. And so that Eagle's Nest was really designed to kind of have that feel, even though we can't – we don't have cigars, you know, we don't allow smoking in the brewery, but it, it just has that vibe and feel of like a man cave or a cigar lounge. Um, and so one of the things we really learned from the, you know, from running casinos in my previous career is people like to have different zones that they can be in. And that was what we really went for is you could, you could come to our brewery five different times and have five different experiences based on where you're sitting at in the brewery and the Eagle's nest. Yeah. That's obviously that's the highlight. So. 
No, very cool. So you can tell, like I said, you, I'm probably going to fanboy a little bit tonight, Jake, if you, if you can already <laughs> tell. We, we've had a couple of conversations in person, and uh, every time it's like, oh, my God, I'm here. I get to talk to you. Yay. <laughs> the beer's really good. So for, forgive me if I get a little fruity. Uh, that's that's just me, dude. That's my personality. Um, so, but I tell you, we've got a couple of beers lined up tonight, um, but one of them that, that I've got that's not on our lineup is the Indian Time. And it's an amber ale. This is one I've had a good number of times before. And for me, this is a hell of a good way to kick things off. Uh, I'm sorry, Jake. I, I like your beer. Uh, I mean, this is a fantastic little amber ale, 5.9% ABV. It's just clean and refreshing. And uh, I ate a big dinner tonight. Um, you know, so this is really just nice to take down. And it doesn't sit too heavy. Uh, carbonation's on point, man. So, uh You'll probably hear me and might give you a lot of kudos tonight as we go through this. <laughs> yeah. um, you might have to adjust your headset as your head swells. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, but, I mean, uh, and there's good. not a lot of ambers out there, you know, so mm. uh, that's kind of a, a style from the past. Right. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and so the first beer we're going to drink together is going to be Fancy Dance. Um, and Ray takes about three seconds to drink a beer. Um, so I was going to go ahead and open my beer if that's all right. Go for it. Uh, all right. Here, we try to make a really nice can crack on here. We'll see if I can do it. Did that come through go. okay? Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, so, so Jake, for you, I, Mike, I know, it was kind of so oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Ray. I'm picking Sorry. on Mike now. He's had way better can cracks, Jake. I'm a little, dis <laughs> I'm a little disappointed right now. No fireworks. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. Go ahead, brother. No, uh, we we had a brew. We had a beer from a, a, a to be to a blah. That was a tongue twister. We had a beer that I opened that did not go well recently, and so now I'm a little bit gun shy. And oh. I, I know it's I shouldn't be, but like it's all it's like oh please don't explode on me, please. Yeah. Don't. Oh, it didn't explode. <laughs> it's, oh, it's that great. was so bad. I felt bad for Mike because I could we record a video. I could see it as it happened, oh, and no. I could hear it. it was like oh my gosh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> poor Mike. Oh man, so I'm gonna see uh, if I could follow his up. How did that resonate? I still beat you. Oh, that's fun. Usually do anyway. <laughs> uh, so Jake, uh, Skydance has a couple of beers that they do year round and, uh, and you have a handful of seasonal and rotating beers. Um, can you walk us through some of those year round and some of your seasonals and rotators that you want to yeah. kind of mention real quick? Yeah. So we have three core beers that we, we do year round. So Fancy Dance that you're drinking now is our Hazy IPA. That's our, our number one beer. That's the one that we sell the most of in the tap remained in distribution. Hard to keep it in stock. Um, and then we have Indian Time that you sipped on a little while ago, the Amber Ale. Uh, that used to actually be called Mosquito Hawk. So some people may, may know it from that name. But we recently, uh, back when we had our anniversary, we released some new branding on the core lineup. So all the can designs are different. Um, and then we changed the name of Mosquito Hawk to Indian Time. And then uh, Res Dogs are Blondale. Um, Res Dog is a blonde that we brewed a lot like a lager, um, but obviously with El Geist. And what I mean by that is it's an all Pilsner malt beer. 
Um, and then the hops are all uh, hollow tower. We've kind of gone back and forth between hollow tower and saws, uh, mainly mainly because of what's available. Both of those are getting hard to hard to find sometimes. And then we also actually even dry hop it a little bit with those hops. Um, so that's the the three core core beers there. Um, we don't we don't really do per se a seasonal so much as we do a lot of one-offs. Um, so we do a new beer every Friday and um, I'd say 80% of those are IPAs. That's kind of what we're known for is being an IPA brewery. And then we have some series that we do. So Juice Wolves is the most prominent one. That's a milkshake IPA. When we started that series, it started out, it was just going to be a fruited IPA series. And the first one was a milkshake IPA. And then the second one was a milkshake IPA. And then we just kind of said, let's just keep on milkshake IPAs. I, at the time, I didn't like milkshake IPAs. And so I kind of took on a challenge of, of brewing one that I would like that wasn't so heavy lactose and actually had more hop character like an IPA would have. And it just went gangbusters, but especially that first one, the pineapple was just like suit went, went over really well. And so since then, what we've done is we just, we changed the fruit each time. And so it's just a series of uh, milkshake IPAs with different fruit. And then we have Skoden, which is a series of triple IPAs. And that's really just our journey of trying to create the, find out how do we create the best triple IPA out there. Um, of course, you know, it's a hazy IPA. It's what we do the most of. And so really it's each batch is completely different. I mean, it could have a different grain bill, uh, definitely has different hop um, lineups and we get to use a lot of hops that maybe we, we don't normally get to use. So something different each time that's tougher to find or some brand new hop that just came out. And um, honestly, like that's my favorite beer that we make now is when that that Skoden comes out and so um and then you mentioned sovereign nation so this this winter be the first time that we won't have a batch of sovereign nation that we're going to release now the reason for that is that from now on it'll be a barrel aged stout and you know we just just now started so uh you know it takes a good year year and a half to have those uh barrel aged beers. And so, um, next fall will be the next sovereign nation and they're sitting in barrels right now and some wild Turkey barrels. So we can't wait for that. Oh man. Yeah. No, I can't wait for that. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been, uh, sampling them a little bit and they are, they're already tasting pretty good. And it's only been about eight months in the barrel. So Ooh. Man, I've, I've got man. a caveat just a little bit with you on a stout. I was in just a few weeks ago. And I had, I want to say it was a breakfast pastry stout. Mm -hmm. um, am I am I barking up the right tree with that? Yep. Yeah. So go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, like, one, it was fantastic. Um, I made two trips to Oklahoma City in, in two months. And uh, I I tried it once. And then the next time I was there, or the last time I was at the brew, I'm like, dude, I have to have this again. It was so good. <laughs> and I, well, tell me a little bit about that, just because I want to relive that, mm -hmm. that moment. So... One of the things that we're doing is when we're brewing for the barrels, um, we're brewing more beer than what we have barrels for. And so basically we're splitting the batch in half and ha so half the batch would go in those barrels and then the other half we put into another tank and we'll do some sort of pastry stout. So actually today, 
I think today I have four pastry stouts on tap in the tap room, and, um, including the new release that we did this past Friday. And um, so we're doing, we do a lot of coffee stuff. Uh, one of my real best friends owns a coffee roaster across the street from us. So we do a lot of stuff with them. Um, and then honestly, like the, the pastry stuff's really pretty new to us. So we're just having fun, like trying all kinds of crap, you know, throwing stuff in there and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, some of them I've really loved, but, and some of them, I, you know, me personally, I, that I, I didn't like as much, but um, we're learning from it. And we're also learning about those base stout recipes um, and how they might play in the barrels. We've got three different base recipes we've done so far so that, you know, two, two and a half years from now, we're doing a lot of blending and trying to get it exactly how we want it. Dude, that's awesome. That's part of the whole craft scene, right? It's a, it's, yeah. it's craft. It's your art. I mean, it's a, I, I talk yeah. about that a lot. It's like, dude, I love that. And that makes yeah. it fun for me as a guest to, to your brewery. Mm -hmm. There's, there's always going to be something new to try. Yeah. You know, if you just have the same three or four things that can, yeah, you know, get old, but if there's something new, it's like, man, yeah. I get to have my old yep. favorites and this new thing in the same place. Mm -hmm. And I got five zones to sit down. Yep. So it's like and this that, never ending combination. And that's why we do a new beer every Friday. So that's, you know, we're, we're kind of known now for a couple things besides being the native American brewery. We're, we're known for IPAs obviously, but then we're also known for, you know, we release a new beer in cans every single Friday. I think we had since this year began, I think we had one week that we didn't do a new beer. And that was uh, because we released like six new beers at our anniversary. So the following week, we didn't have one. But um, so that's definitely, I think customers love being able to come in. Like every time they come in, it's a whole different lineup, whole different menu. They enjoy that. And, and you know, in the, when a brewery is kind of newer, I think when we're trying to learn some of these stuff like barrel aging, right, that's not something you do a lot of when you're a home brewer, right? And so we're kind of learning it for the first time for us. And so it's the positive to that is the customer is going to get to come in and try all these crazy new things that we're experimenting with. Of course, the other side of that is sometimes they just don't turn out <laughs> the way we want them to, you know, but sometimes we still put them on tap because we want to see what the customer thinks. You know, my, my idea of what tastes good may not be the same as the customer's, you know. Well, I'll tell you, no, totally uh, this customer is pretty happy with this fancy dance. Um, so as I'm drinking this, I'm so, you know, I, I told you earlier, I guess I, I'm in Arkansas and I know Skydance isn't in Arkansas yet. Do y'all distribute through, just throughout Oklahoma? Yeah, right now we're just in Oklahoma. I think, I think whenever we get to the point to where we're in all the places we need to be at in Oklahoma, then we can look at getting outside of that. But like right now, one of our big problems is keeping fancy dance in stock. So sometimes I actually lose some accounts because, you know, they put us on their menu, they want fancy dance and then they go to order it and we don't have it in stock. And so they get upset and they, you know, replace it with somebody else or whatever. And so we're still trying to get that straightened out. And once we get, you know, that, that kind of worked out, then maybe we start looking at somewhere else, you know, and I think Arkansas is a budding, uh, you know, craft beer scene. So who knows, maybe that's like a next step. No, you know, there's uh, I've talked with several people here. It's um, moving from Kentucky to here. It's definitely um, a, a different um, culture. And I think they're they're It's ready to blossom, if you will, mm -hmm. or, you know, yep. very fertile grounds. Yep. Um, well, this fancy dance has, has some good, uh, uh, 
I want to say punchy citrus and some some uh, stone fruit notes to it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you know the the history of Fancy Dance as far as the mm-hmm. recipe and the naming yeah. of the beer? Yeah. So, and I actually worry when we do these podcasts with <laughs> with people because you know being an IPA brewery, um, freshness is always a big key thing. So I, I don't know. Um, is there a date? on that can like we uh we did have an outage on our printer for a couple of weeks i don't know if that was the batch that didn't get a date on it or not uh, mine says october 21st 22 okay okay so that's not too bad um, uh the reason i ask is because then what that is that is the first batch that we switched um the hop lineup just a little bit so fancy dance always started out as a citra mosaic and uh simcoe beer and then we started doing this series of what we call uh ddh fancy dance so it's a fancy dance that we just double dry hopped and then we'll always try some experimental hop on it something new just to see well what would fancy dance taste like with this hop or that hop and the first one we ever did was with uh brew one and so we loved it so much that we ended up and Simcoe was hard to get at the time. So um, we switched Simcoe out and started using Brew One. And I had Citra and Mosaic contracted, so I've got plenty of that. But then as time went by, like Brew One, just kind of the hop changed a little bit on us. And it just wasn't giving us that same pineapple punch that we got from it in the beginning. And um, we talked to you know, some of our hop providers and stuff. And, and they, they were talking about how that was kind of a common thing they were getting from a lot of brewers. And at that time, we'd also started brewing a couple one-off beers, high, you know, double IPAs and stuff with a hop, a brand new hop called HBC 586. And so that's uh, just a HBC is um it's the, an experimental hop that they give a number to. And then once it really, one of them really takes off, it ends up getting a name to it. So like Mosaic at some point was an HBC hop and got a name. Well, we, we found out earlier this year that that HBC 586 is about to get a name. We don't know what that is yet, but that just means it's going to be more available. And so we changed it again. So now it has that HBC 586. And to me, it's just, it, made it you know twice as good it's just so much more tropical fruit juicy flavor to it and so that's right now it's tasting about the best that we've ever had especially you know you get it that first week out off the candy line in the tap room fresh and it's just every time i drink it it's incredible and so we do so many one-off beers sometimes that they get all the attention but fancy dance to me is like maybe even though it's our flagship it's kind of like the underrated beer that we put out all the time because uh it just it tastes so great to me it's my baby you know that's my that's the beer i'm most most proud of uh as for the name i mean fancy dance is just a reference to our powwows so um if you ever go to a powwow you'll see a lot of different dance contests and so you have straight dancers and then you have fancy dancers and so fancy dance is just one of those dances that we do in powwows and um so we really, I thought it was a perfect name for a, a loud, juicy, uh, hoppy IPA because Fancy Dance is kind of that loud dance and it's just super colorful and uh, just really matches up with the beer. 
And I guess that's a pretty good segue to ask you about. So I know y'all are involved with the native land IPA series. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I guess, I guess before you go into that, maybe talk about, you know, um, being a, a native American owned brewery there in Oklahoma city or not just in Oklahoma city, but in Oklahoma and, and the broad landscape. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, so what does it mean to be a native American owned brewery uh, for, for you personally too? Right. Mm -hmm. And then maybe lead into, tell us a little bit about that native land IPA yeah. series. So, you know, when we, when, when I started Skydance, it was never meant to be, you know, that we're the native American brewery, you know, so in fact, Skydance is a lot of people ask what, you know, what part of our culture that's a reference to. And it's not, it's a reference to the state bird. But, um, as I, as we were getting started and I would talk to a lot of entrepreneurs that I was just really trying to get tips from. And then, or I was listening to podcasts like this, just all the time, trying to hear the story of these brewery owners. Cause the way I grew up and the way a lot of our native people grow up, um, a lot of times is in, you know, um, not with, not with the most money, you know? And, and sometimes when you grow up like that, the way I grew up, it's hard, um, to picture yourself as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, you know, a business owner starting a business, you know, where am I going to get this million dollars I need to start this business, you know? And so as a, as I started thinking about that a lot and I, and I would hear these podcasts and hear their stories, I'd find out, man, these guys that own these breweries around the country, like they come from the same places I came from, you know, they, they weren't all just rich and started a brewery, you know, they just, they had a dream and they, and they wanted to be self-employed and they went after it, you know? And so I really started realizing that had I seen people like me, um, doing it maybe a little earlier on then maybe I would have started a brewery at the age of 30 instead of in my forties, you know? And I think a lot of our native youth need to see people that come from the same places they come from doing that kind of thing. And so that's why we push so much this idea that we're, you know, a native American craft brewery is, or it's one of the reasons is that we want, you know, we want people to hear about this guy, Jake, that's Native American that just started this brewery and came from nothing. And, and he's just living a dream and trying to fight and make it happen. And I think hopefully one day that's, you know, that that motivates some one of our tribal members to do live their dream, you know, start their business. And so that's, I think, a big a big motivator of it. But then also, like, there's a lot of things people think they know about Native Americans, but they really don't. Um, like that we're actually still here <laughs> and, um, and the, you know, we're more than just the trail of tears, you know, we're not just like a tragedy that happened. Um, we're actually thriving and, and in a lot of States like Oklahoma, you know, we're the biggest economic powers in the state. And so I, I think what happens is other people tell our story for us and it gets told wrong. And so one of our things is to start telling our story, be the ones that tell it so that it does get told right. And so I'll be honest with you, you know, like there's a lot of pride in that for us to, for me to walk into a Walmart and see one of our beers on the shelf. And it's like the only native American product in the store is a big sense of pride. And I think what I've learned now is a lot of our native people in Oklahoma see it and they're proud of it too. And that's a big, that just, I mean, that makes everything good for me, you know? Dude, that's awesome. Uh, the, the, totally the native, that. yeah, the native land deal. I, I kind of forgot that. So the native land deal, uh, bow and arrow brewing in New Mexico. Um, they're another native owned brewery and they just wanted to start this, uh, 
collaboration with breweries all around the country to acknowledge um, natives who originally lived on the lands of those breweries. And so what we did was everybody that, that participated, and I mean, I think they got like a brewery almost from every state to participate in it. And so the, the, the plan was on the can, there was a kind of a template for a label. And then on the can, each brewery would list the tribe that, uh, that originally, you know, the ancestral lands belong to that tribe, um, you know, wherever that brewery is located at. And so, um, and then every brewery picked a charity to donate the money to from the sales of that beer. And so what we chose was our uh, Eagle Aviary that my tribe runs up in Perkins called the Gray Snow Eagle House. Um, and so that first, I mean, that first beer was an IPA and they, I mean, it was a huge success. I mean, breweries, the Alchemist did a version of it, um, you know, big time breweries did it. And so now we're about to do uh, n- uh, number two and it'll be a Pilsner. And we're looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, I was just showing Ray the other day. I got a, a couple of cans of Heady Topper uh, a friend sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look forward to that. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good one. Man, I, I tell you what. Uh, well, uh, just kind of as I'm finishing off this uh, uh, fancy dance, I got to say, man, I, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it. Uh, folks, it's a 6.8% ABV hazy IPA, um, it, you know, like like Jake was saying, they've 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 kind of uh, fiddled with it a little bit as the best way I can describe it, just to make sure it, you know nuance, get some of those flavors they're wanting to do, and uh, it's only getting better. Um, just a quick reminder: you can find them at skydancebrewing.com and at skydancebrewing on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I man, and I tell you, anyone that's listened to this podcast over the last four years knows that I'm an IPA guy. I'm a hophead. And I love hazies. I love them. It's a, it's a great um, escape for me because I'm a big fan of the West Coast style. I like it. The, bit, the more bitter, the better, man. Crank up those IBUs for <laughs> yeah. me. Um, but this being a hazy, you get that big citrus up front. But what I love about this is it has a nice hoppiness to it. So you kind of get both equally. That's how it speaks to my taste, bros. Um, and I really enjoy that. Because a lot of times I go into a hazy expecting to to get exactly what it is. A lot of hazy, a lot of haze, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, adjuncts, if you will, floating in the beer. It looks cool, like a lot of pulp. Um, so you get that, but you lose the hoppiness. Mm-hmm. But like I said here, I'm loving it because I get both. And that makes this one of my favorite, one of my personal go-to IPAs. And I'm super glad that I'm in an area where I can get it all the time. <laughs> so thank you, Jake. Yeah. I mean, we always went for, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big West coast IPA guy too. So that's always been my, my first love. And so we always wanted fancy dance to have just a tad bit more bitterness than, you know, a lot of the, the new England's or hazies out there. Um, and then I, we have kind of toned that down a little bit, but it's still a little more bitterness to it than most that you'll, that you'll get. But also just when you say that, you know, hoppiness that hop character to it like i mean we are dry hopping the crap out of that beer all the all my buddies that own breweries here in the city they i know they all sit in a room somewhere and laugh at me because they think i'm just throwing money down the 
down the drain, but, um, and we've had a lot of debates about it, but I've, I've made it, I've made fancy dance with less dry hop before, and I've made it with this amount of dry hop and this one works the best. It tastes the best. And so my, my deal is I, uh, I know it costs more money to dry hop like that, but I make the best beer I can make. And then I charge for it based, you know, whatever I got to charge. I think the customers, they just want the best beer they can get. And I think people that are a hop head, they'll, they'll pay for it. And I think the evidence of that is that that's our, you know, we can't even keep it in stock, you know? So, uh, I mean, it's a $15 six pack on the shelf and I don't think anybody blinks an eye at it. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I mean, I say I wouldn't, I don't <laughs> bottom, right yeah. No, yeah. So just, just to be real, it's a thing, man. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I'm, I'm not going to just fanboy too much on this beer. We, we do have to be mindful of time, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, I think at this point we're going to take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back to talk about our next beer. Big Ray here, giving a shout out to Dronicle, an aerial photography and cinematography company based out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Thanks to their support, we are able to bring you more episodes of your favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. Do me a solid and visit their Facebook page and give them a like and a follow. You can find them at facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. Leave a comment on one of their posts and tell them Big Ray sent you Craft Beer Bucket List. All right, welcome back to the second half of Crap Beer Bucket List. It's kind of like the second half of a football game, but we're not scoring touchdowns. We're scoring beers. Ooh, Sound pretty yeah. good, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. Spe- speaking of football, I know Jake's a, a Sooners fan. Um, Jake, oh, I, I, I'm so sad to see they're leaving the Big 12. I, uh, thought, I thought I emailed over a, a no-go zone on this. Question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't want to. Like, I'm not going to go. We're. I'm an Oklahoma State guy, and you know, we're always the uh, uh, yeah, stepchild. But it's just, I'm just, you know, for the history of it, I've always had Ugh. Big Twelve with the OU and all that. Um, so it's kind of sad, and and now I'm over it's here in rough. Arkansas territory, and you know, you'll get to see no, a I think lot y'all more got, of us from coming. I think up. y'all got a lot more. Uh, I think you got a really good coach. Uh, yeah. Know, so, and I know it was brutal with the transfers and all that, you know, right out of the mm-hmm. gate, but I, I think OU has always done a good job rebounding. So, yeah, yeah, they'll be uh, back. My dad, my dad is a huge OU fan. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So let's talk about some beer. We'll, we'll, we'll st- sorry about the, the no go zone <laughs> on the questioning. Um, no, you're good. 
So I, I guess to start off with Ray, let's uh, let's crack our second beer and then we can get to uh, our our line of questioning here. I want, Ray, do you want to go first? I do. I'm ready. I got my can in my Good. hand. I'm about to open this. You ready? See if I can get a bigger pop this time. That's pretty good. Yeah, about the same. Oh, there you go. Much more gooder. All right. So before we uh, hop into some uh, more questions for Jake, just kind of let everybody know we're drinking Famous Horses. It's a 7.2% cold IPA. And we'll have Jake talk about that here in a second. Um, but it's got, uh, beyond being a cold IPA, it's got some killer can art. And uh, again, we'll come back to that. Uh, Jake, to start us off on the second half, I know that y'all started this Skydance tribe. You want yep. to talk a little bit about your tribe there at Skydance? Yeah, so it's just our, our membership. Um, you know, a lot of breweries maybe do a mug club or something like that. And so um, ours is really, it's just a way to build some community among, you know, our best customers that, that are our most loyal customers and show a little appreciation back to them. And so uh, we, all of October, we sold uh, memberships for 195 bucks and they're probably getting about $500 worth of stuff out of it. But um, it's just, uh, you know, every, all, every tribal member comes in, they get, uh, they buy a pint, but they get 23 ounces in a big giant glass. Uh, they all get a shirt. They get a free six pack of any of the core beers every month. 10% off their tab anytime they're in on beer, swag, whatever. Uh, we're going to throw a big party for all of them. Uh, I know there's some some other benefits there I'm leaving out, but it's really just a, a great way for our, you know, for us to show some appreciation back to them, but also to kind of hopefully build a little bit of a community that they're really starting to get active on our Facebook group that we have. It's just for the members. Um, and then, you know, it's also a good way for us to, kind of let them come in and get some of these new releases maybe a day early and and let them be the ones that kind of get to brag about how they already had the beer and um so far we're just you know like i said we're a month a month into it or so and and people are loving it so far yeah that's good stuff i i like that i do it's good that again that that builds the community right yeah. it brings people back to yep. your brewery uh, yep. it, it's fun when we get a chance to go in and uh, be a part of, you know, a smaller community of like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, we get to enjoy and share that space in the beers yep. and whatnot. And then with the swag, that's just something else. that's yep. cool. Right. Yep. That's a, that's always a thing. We have um, a tribal, we have a tribal member Monday deal. So they get like half off on the first and third Monday. And it's funny the other day there, I walked in from, I was brewing in the back. I come up front and just look down the bar and those Skydance glass or the tri Skydance tribe glasses were just lined up. I mean, I think there had to have been 10 or 12 of them just lined up down the bar. So that was, that was pretty cool to see. No, that's cool. Dude, did you get a picture of that? Cause that's one of those well, moments you just want to capture. One of our, one of our customers actually posted it on social nice. media. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So I like that, but man, I want to circle back to this, this beer here. Um, Jake and so, so far tonight, this is the first, first drink for me like i've not okay. had this beer yet okay um I, well, i've been saving it for the podcast it's been so hard to see these in my beer fridge it's in my office um yeah just to the side of what you can see here on camera mm -hmm. um but but dude 
uh, one, I'm enjoying this already. I mean, obviously I've drank some of it, uh, but tell us a little bit about the cold IPA process. Yeah. Uh, Cause there may, we may have a good number of listeners that just aren't familiar with that. Yeah. So I, I saw um, a brewer and I can't remember which brewery it was, but they had made a comment on an article that I read about, about cold IPAs that said it was, it's, it's west of west. So it's west of west coast. <laughs> There's Bobby. <laughs> and um, so basically, you know, you're going to hear a lot of trash talk on cold IPAs. People are going to say it's just a, a IPL. And that's not really true. Um, so an IPL is basically a lager that's, uh, you know, either been dry hopped or has some bitterness character to it, but it's still a lager, right? So that hop character to an IPL is just kind of an afterthought. It's just kind of an added little note that's on there. Whereas this is an IPA. I mean, it's all about hops and it is fermented with lager yeast and it's fermented a little warmer than you would ferment a lager. And so it's not, this isn't some beer that has to lager for eight weeks, you know? So this is just kind of goes on the normal two to three week time frame as, as any West coast IPA would. And what we were really going for is trying to take a little bit of what I love about West coast, which is some of that bitterness and a crisp body, but add a little bit of what we've learned from brewing so many hazies, which is some of that juicy, uh, flavor that I think people nowadays really go towards a little more than, than in the past, you know? So, uh, it's a little bit of a mix there, I guess, between that bitter West coast and then more of the, the fruity, like what we learned from hazy. So it's interesting. I actually really like it. I'm uh, stone cloud here in Oklahoma city. It makes the one that I, the first one I ever had and I fell in love with it. And so I just wanted to get, take a shot at it and we'll, we'll do some more of them, but that's our first one. And so for your first stab at it, uh, I'm a fan. So I, I like the overall mouthfeel of this. It has mm -hmm. a light creaminess to it, yep. but I like the dry finish. Yeah. Um, it's definitely an I, IPA. It's all there. Yeah. I mean, you got your, your, some of the, the classic hop varieties in this, you got Simcoe, Mosaic and Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a big fan of all three of those. Um, I like the color that comes with this, with those Amarillo hops. You got some of those bright, you know, those yellow, you know, uh, colors that come. To, I'm not the best at describing colors, so folks yeah. can make fun <laughs> of me later if they want to. Um, but it's like I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah, uh, another fantastic beer in your lineup here. Um, yeah, I like so it. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, uh, I like it. I, I think it has a good snap to it. You know, it's very mm -hmm. crisp and snappy to me, and I and I yeah. like that. Uh, it's got a good, uh, getting a, like a, a good malty cracker backbone to it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting beer, and I think the lager geese just really adds uh, different, you know, character to an IPA than what people are used to. Uh, we use a lot of adjuncts in it, meaning some like rice and oats and stuff. So that kind of gives that. That's where you're getting a little bit of that creaminess. Um, ours is a little more body than what a lot of cold IPAs will be. A lot of them will just really be dry. And I think the next time we brew it, it will, we'll probably skip the oats and just go with a bunch of like rice or something or corn and just try to really dry it out. And, um, but I, like I said, I still, I love that beer. That's actually, uh, probably the last two times I sat down at my own bar in the tap room. That's probably what I was drinking on. So. 
So great, man. You know, one thing I do got to say, Jake, and this is just because I'm a massive man. Yeah. Um, you know, our first two beers came in a, a 12 ounce can in here. I, I'm drinking this out of a pint. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a little bit more. It's like, yay, yeah. yay for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll last me about four more sips, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but as I look at this can, I am completely enamored at the can art on this. I'm hoping mm-hmm. this stays around for a while. Um, I believe it was uh, an artist from the Muskogee Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the can art and why you went with this for this beer? Yep. So what we did was November's Native American Heritage Month. And so, um, like I said earlier, we release a new beer every Friday. We had four Fridays in November. So we decided that each Friday we would, that whatever beer we release in that Friday would showcase artwork from some of our native friends and relatives who were uh, Native American artists. So um, the first one there was from Shabon Bacon. And he's uh, he's actually lives in Arkansas and he's Muskogee. And that was Famous Horses was the actual name of his artwork that he did. And so we did that one. Uh, the second one was a, a sour, uh, like a strawberry peach sour that we did with a girl who actually shows she has her art, a lot of her artwork on display in our tap room in the, that downstairs lounge area. And so uh, we'd always wanted to do a label with her. And so this was the perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, the third one was from Brent Greenwood, who's a really well-known artist who he does a lot of like live art and stuff like that at different shows. Um, he's actually did the Studis beer that we had earlier in the year. And so that one, what was his beer? That was a... Oh, Ledger Man. That was a, a double IPA, hazy double IPA. And then uh, you guys have been in the tap room, so you remember seeing the big piece of artwork, the fancy dancer that's on our wall. And that's from a guy named DG Smalling, who's Choctaw, a uh, real good friend of ours. And so he did a, a, a wolf, basically, was the 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 artwork, was a, was a cool wolf. And it was called Timme, which means wolf. And that one was a pastry stout that had coffee, vanilla, and coconut. Um, and that's probably like the biggest, thickest stout we've ever made. Uh, big, long boil, like half the day. So it came out at 13% ABV. And that's what it's on tap now. Um, and so, yeah, that was really the goal for the whole month was to showcase those. So that particular uh Beer probably won't, or that particular label probably won't ever come back out again. It was a taproom only one time deal, but this whole native art series will always be around. And so our goal now is to, I mean, since we started doing those, I can't tell you how many native artists have reached out to us. And so we're going to, we're going to do a lot of those. I don't know if it's going to be one a month, but close to that. And um, I think that's what people, our customers want to see from Oklahoma's native craft brewery is that artwork, you know? Right. That's a huge deal here. And uh, mm-hmm. if you live in Oklahoma, you know, it's even if you're not of that descent, it's part of the culture just mm-hmm. because we live here. Yep. Um, I enjoy it. I like to see it. I, I think it's fantastic. You know, I was you know talking to you during the break. Um, this is one of a handful of cans I plan on keeping because the artwork speaks to me. It's very cool. Um, I, I think it's very unique, very fresh. And, and I'm excited to see it on on a label here. Mm hmm. Um, and I love how it ties into the, the brewery and what you guys do. And I, I think that's fantastic. The collaboration of the arts. Yeah. And yep. I get to have a beer. 
Yeah. And hang out with cool people. So it's just on and on. Yeah. I'm going fanboy again, guys. Sorry. Um, well, it's a great I, way for some of those artists to kind of have another avenue to show their artwork too. So some of them are not as well known as like DG and Brent were. And so like Savannah, who did the the one, the deer woman for the sour, like it, it's, that was great for her to get to just have another place to showcase her artwork. Right. Right. But, so I got to ask you, how, do, how does that feel, Jake? I mean, just having a brewery for over a year, but you get to host a platform to help mm-hmm. elevate other folks who might not get noticed otherwise. Uh, is that like a cool thing for you? Is that motivational at all? Yeah, I mean, I think you never realize it until you kind of get in it, but how cool it is to have you know a social impact or an impact just on other people, you know? Um, you guys remember the, the, who wants to be a millionaire, right? So, oh yeah, I'll never forget when I was younger that, that first, the first time that that guy had won and, um, it was halfway through it. And they asked, they always ask, Hey, if you win, what, what are you going to do with the money? And, um, everybody's always like, Oh, I'm going to buy a house or I'm going to do, you know, pay for school or whatever. And this, this guy, he said that he named off all these charities and stuff that he was going to give the money to and all these other people he's going to take care of. And I'll never forget my dad looking at me and said, this guy's going to win. And I was like, why do you, why do you say that? Because nobody won, you know, yet. And uh, he said, because he he's going to do something for other people. And I was like, man, that's kind of cool. But yeah, we'll see if he wins. And sure enough, he won. And I'll always remember that, that, you know, a lot of times – you know, we all have our selfish reasons for doing things, but man, like it's the stuff that you can do for other people and the impact you can have on somebody else's life. That's going to be around long after you're gone. And it's also the stuff that actually makes you get up and fight when, you know, you're struggling to pay the rent or struggling to make payroll or, you know, all the stuff that makes it where it's easy. It'd be easy just to quit, you know, but these other things like that, those are reasons that are bigger than us. Like they're bigger than you. And you kind of, you have to get up and you have to go because people are counting on it, you know? And so, like I said before, there's not a lot of this representation for Native Americans in really any industry, whether it's acting or music or whatever, right? And so those of us who are trying to do something in that arena, like we have to, it's, it's, it's important and we have to keep it going. So it means a lot to me. It really does. No, that's awesome. man. I love to hear that. And also, th- thank you for doing that, by the way. Um, I love it when people, you know, they, they do things, they follow their dream, but mm-hmm. you get to help somebody else with their yeah. dream. Yeah. I think that's cool. So thank you for your benevolence in, uh, yeah. in doing that. Yeah. Well, uh, Jake, you know, we've heard about a lot of great things you're doing with the brewery, uh, with, you know, helping elevate others, artwork, their voices. If you got some great beer, um, you've, you've done so much in you know, a little over a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is next for Skydance? What is next for Jake Keys? You know, what's on the horizon for yeah. y'all? Yeah. So I think, I think for us now, you know, it's been a year of just trying to figure it all out. And so now I think it's trying to perfect it a little bit, rather that's our, uh, you know, operations, brewing, um, distribution sales, um, just trying to, start to put everything that we learned in the past year and put it together and grow, start growing, especially in distribution. You know, we focused so much on the tap room this first year. Um, now we really want to focus on distro and, and getting the name out even bigger. Uh, but then also, like, I think the next probably big step for us is, is finding that second location. 
Um, whether that's a location of, of our you know, new build somewhere outside of Oklahoma City or maybe uh, doing something with one of the tribes in a new casino or something like that. So I think that's probably our next our next big step. Oh, I was going to say Arkansas, you know, just because I'm selfish, hey. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know, and, and I'll talk to you at another point. There, there might be bringing a casino to Russellville, mm-hmm. Arkansas. I don't know if you heard that, mm-hmm. Ray. Uh-uh. I, and they're also going to build a Bucky's that. here. And do you, Ray, Whoa. Jake, do you know about Bucky's? Oh, man, I know Bucky's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I heard, <laughs> I heard, I heard the, the inside scoop the other day at Thanksgiving was they're building a Bucky's and – Russell, wow. Arkansas. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> I know, right. It's some big news that's, uh, on the craft beer bucket list, you know, we're, we're yeah. get the, the hot topic here. Uh, well, Jake, uh, you know, we, we had a couple beers on here. We had fancy dance is a, is, you know, your premier hazy IPA and it was delicious. And, um, I was pretty, uh, pretty proud that we got to try famous horses. Like Ray said, I love the artwork and the beer tasted great. Um, and that's a cold IPA. And I know you talked about, you know, uh, you know, um, some of your other, um, uh, not your seasonals, <laughs> your year round beers, your flagship yeah. beers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so Indian time and res dog, and then you had, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your juice wolves and, you know, a variety of other things. And what I would do folks is I would just encourage you to stop by if you can, uh, at their tap room location, um, and vis- visit them on social media. Cause I really enjoyed their beer. Um, when Ray and I were there, we enjoyed the the brewery itself. It had a great vibe. Uh, the people we ran into uh, with Valona from B Marketing, uh, the guy from uh, Callahan's Hot Dogs, mm-hmm. uh, Megan, the bartender, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's where we met your wife, Bobby. Uh, she was yep. there and like everybody was incredible. Uh, it, it was one of the, it was for, you know, when you step into a brewery for the first time, you always get that, you know, that first experience and it was just a great experience. And I really appreciate yep. that as well. Yeah. I mean, we have a little uh, quote from my dad up above the taps in the, in the tap room now that says good beer brings good people together. And that's just something he used to always tell me, you know, and you know, why are you into this craft, this dark beer, dad, <laughs> you know, and he would always talk about that. He's like, man, good beer just brings good people together. And, and that's definitely what's happening in the tap room. So again, maybe, another one of the things I'm probably most proud of for sure. Man, that's awesome. And so just to, uh, to, to lead us on in on our way out here, we we've been going on for a while. You can visit skydancebrewing.com, uh, really get a feel for the tap room and, and the brewery and the beers and what they've got going on. And if, uh, while you're there, get on social media, hit them up on Facebook and Instagram at skydancebrewing. Give them a like and a share and a follow. And that's I love social media and the interwebs. You can support local and not be local yourself. You can do it from literally anywhere. So I encourage you to, to reach out, show them some love, maybe plan a trip to Oklahoma. We're more than a flyover state. And uh, Skydance is part of that. Plan a trip to Oklahoma City. Put it on your list of destinations. It's a cool spot to go and visit. Uh, just about any time I'm in OKC now, I make it a point to pop in because I love it. And if I love it, you should love it because I'm a beer influencer and I said so. <laughs> mur, mur, mur. So <laughs> I'm going to get off my own um, high horse here. So, Jake, uh, man, thanks for hanging out with us. I, I appreciate yeah, you carving out time out of your busy day to, to hang out with uh, Mike and myself. Um, Anytime. So, Mike, any final thoughts before we uh, completely wrap up tonight? 
Micah, we lost your audio, buddy. Where, where'd you go? Uh-oh. You know, that's not the first time I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, I, I put myself on mute because I'm like, oh, this is the right thing to do. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, right. Uh, you know, uh, you can find Skydance Brewing on social media, but you can also find us on social media. You can look at Crap Beer Bucket List on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. Um, find us at one of those spots. Um, and again, thank you to everybody listening. Thanks to Jake. And then uh, we'll catch you all in the next edition of Crap Beer Bucket List. Adios. There we go. And it's a wrap. Cool. This episode of Craft Beer Bucket List was partially supported by ParksandPints.com, a nonprofit supporting research for public lands. Find out more about Parks and Pints by visiting their Facebook or Instagram at Parks and Pints. That's P A R K S N P I N T S.